Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time in Mon Iruk the Yen of Chacht Erechor. Agasuligum a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfin. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nachvetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestin Echo. Vientolum again omgrev or corn rachtum. Yatakshatorin Graven or Corson, Elistuhalagus Gimina Fracht, Gorokligs or Dukashin Echor. Only Venown, Thordorakshin. Shachten. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. Hello and you're welcome to The Big Tech Show with me, Adrian Wecker, the tech editor of the Irish and Sunday Independent. And this week we're talking about shopping in the run-up to Black Friday and Christmas. And I'm joined on the podcast by Duncan Graham, who's Managing Director of Retail Ireland, and Samantha McCochran, Business Editor of the Sunday Independent. You're both very welcome to the podcast. You're both very welcome to the podcast. <laughs> hi, hi, Are you there? Yeah, wait, You're there. Yeah, Good. Yeah, yeah. Now, I want, to put, I want to put something to you because I want to ask the question whether or not it's now unpatriotic or selfish to buy from multinational online retailers like Amazon. I mean, whether we're aiding a cartoon pantomime villain, villain billionaire instead of the plucky traders that we, we should be. Um, supporting because in recent weeks there's been this campaign that's gained traction. It's a positive campaign to try and prom- promote local retailers. Uh, lists flying around. Um, the only thing is that there is a flip side to that. I have found, which is that if you mention multinational online retailers like Amazon, there is a kind of a vibe of that being wrong, or that you're not doing your part, or that you're letting the local side down. But there may be an element where we're ignoring the fact that maybe a lot of people um, find a discount or a delivery option or, or something else just much more convenient with those, uh, with those online retailers. So I want to put it to you first, um, Duncan, from uh, Retail Ireland. Am I, if I buy something from Amazon, am I being unpatriotic? Yeah, the first thing I'd say to you, Adrian, is we're retail excellence, not retail Ireland. <laughs> I, I, of course, we'll meant retail we'll uh, excellence. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's your that's your. First should change your name to retail Ireland just for this podcast. This podcast <laughs> would be great. No, I'm not going to do that, Adrian. I'm definitely not going to do yeah. that. Uh, are we being patriotic? Um, look, um, it's, there's a certain amount of inevitability that when people go online at the moment, they you know the first thing they think about is is the likes of Amazon and some of the big players. I think what we've been saying for a long time now is that when you do that, you take that money out of the country. You know, 70% of online sales tend to, to go abroad uh, with all of these, uh, you know, the, the, the large players that you've just you've talk, talked about. Um, what's happened is that obviously that's been accentuated this year because simply, you know, at times like now, non-essential retailers shut and, you know, people are in, um, you know, they're losing their jobs left, right and centre. Businesses are shutting their doors. Shutters are coming down. Um, and we really need to support local. And I think what we've really seen happening right at the very beginning of the lockdown uh, back in, in March was a real push towards, you know, saving local community shops and saving city centres. Um, and to, to the extent that people are prepared to spend a little bit more 
uh, to keep that going. Um, and, and that's where the movement has come from, this desire to protect jobs. You know, at the end of the day, there are something like 280,000 people that are employed in retail in this country. Yeah. Um, we know uh, for a fact from some work that Jim Power did for us a few weeks ago that there's around 90,000 of those people that will have been put on the PUP. Now, some of them will come back mm. when we've got shops reopened. But that's where this feel-good factor, this this green jersey factor is coming from. Just on the green jersey element, and we saw, for example, Amazon just opened a new hub in mm. Rathcool, the distribution centre. They're employing people there. Um, it means faster delivery around Dublin. Um, order on Saturday, you might get it on Sunday in Dublin. Does that kind of make them a little more green, a little more Irish? Okay, it might make them a little bit more green, but you know, still the the, the money is still flowing out as opposed to, to flowing inwards. And I think... Or, or, or another scenario I would think of, I actually know a guy who did have a shop in a, a shopping centre, but the rents doubled or the, the owner of the shopping centre asked for twice the rent. He said, can't afford it, the margin's not there for me. He quit the shopping centre, quit physical retail, mm. and he is now an Amazon online marketplace trader fulfills, lets Amazon fulfil the order, but he he's one of the biggest resellers of... Um, I think it's fridge parts in in the UK and Ireland. Anyway, but he lives here. Um, uh, most of his business is here. I, the point I'm making is, is there not sometimes a situation where the lines between what we regard um, as being local and international can be blurry? Yeah, and, and I and I think those lines happen when you start employing people uh, and paying tax in in a local economy. Sure. Um, but you know that, that, that there is still the need to support local retailers out of all of this. And you know, one of the, one of the benefits that's happened this year is that the government have uh, at least started to understand that Irish retailers can, um, you know, be world class and and can start to open up and sell their goods worldwide, like Amazon is selling into us. So you know, if you look at things that have happened, the, we've now had three rounds, I think it is, of the. Um, online retail scheme through Enterprise Ireland, for example. So, you know, um, and that's that's given normal bricks and mortar retailers the opportunity to take 40-odd grams of funding and invest in their own e-commerce platforms. Now, that's fighting back and that's a level playing field. What you've had up until this point has not been a level playing field. So at least there is now some movement to, to compete. And, you know, Irish retailers are fantastic, aren't they, at uh, kicking above their weight or punching above their weight. Uh, but at least this gives an opportunity to, to fight back uh, and to open up a global stage. And I'm sure that there'll be a number of Irish retailers in the future that will really benefit from you know, being able to sell into the, the American market and the UK market and the European market. So it's better. Mm. Samantha, do, do, do you, what, what's your view on this? Do you regard it as a luxury to shop local? I try and do it when I can. I mean, I'm, I'm coming on and I'm sounding like I'm an advocate for Amazon. But actually, in my own experience, for example, I bought uh, two TVs this year. I normally have one big tech splurge. Uh, and this year I was traveling, so there was no camera. So I bought two tellies. I had my eye on the two TVs that, that I wanted. But um, Amazon couldn't actually uh, come near the price that I was getting locally. From. Now, admittedly, they're big box retailers locally, one of them Irish, one of them um, international, but uh, Amazon actually couldn't match the price. But sometimes I get the feeling that it's a bit of a luxury to shop local or that it's kind of, there are a lot of things like artisan coffee and candles and jumpers and things like that. What's your experience? 
Yeah, like I think um, probably this whole pandemic has made us all probably look at how we shop and think about how we shop more because, I mean, so we're a we're, we're family. So if we were buying a TV, like, I don't think there's any way we would have looked on, online. I'm sure lo- loads of tech people would look. What, why not, uh, out of curiosity? Um, like we might maybe, we would maybe research online, but we would definitely be at an Irish retailer. Like someone based here at the very least, as you say, maybe an all Irish, Irish owned retailer. Um. I mean, I tend to go like to Amazon for niche things, things that are like my my son is really into um, anime books, you know, mm. Japanese cartoons, and like he wants number forty five in the series. Like I, I don't know where I'd start. I probably maybe I'd find it. I know some, you know, there are some good comic retailers in Dublin, but it's just that's an easy thing to do online. It's a very specific thing. It's um, there's you know, even if I went into one in, in town they probably wouldn't have number 44 or number 45 or whatever I'm looking for. But um, just in general, I, I, one of the reasons I like to buy local is if there's an issue with the item you get through. Mm. I mean, I, I buy like, I love buying uh, clothes and things like, you know, makeup and stuff. And one of the issues I found um, with quite a well-known big British brand was I wanted to return something. It wasn't refunded. I couldn't get through to a person. I could like it. Mm. I, I nearly wrote about it myself because I was so frustrated about not being able to ring a human being. But don't a lot of those services now have a reputation of almost they're heading toward no questions asked, return it? I mean, well, this is what missing in the system. I don't know, you know, mm. like, as you know, the rail, uh, Royal Mail on post, they were totally overloaded. Um, so look, these things were happening, especially at the beginning, the first lockdown, and I think systems just weren't built for it and people were mm. remotely, etc. So, so look, you know, one of the really good things is, and I've dealt with a couple of small retailers in the last couple of weeks, and just being able to pick up the phone, one jeweler um, in town, you know, I was looking at something, they were texting me back, they sent me photographs on their phone. It was just so easy to deal with. And that's, but, you know. How much of the, how much of the element there is the relationship? Do, do you like the relationship? element that the the personable person to person the maybe even the first name basis i have seen most mostly i don't like that now yeah. i'm swimming against the grain there i mean i'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. no, i think i think for the type of shopping i like you know the clothes and the makeup and all that it's not even the uh person to person so it's the experience it's like the trying it on it's uh, oh it mm. feels different than it looks okay now hang on so we're getting to something else here do you do, i mean do you actually like shopping i mean is it yes i do you... like shopping a lot yes. okay okay so and a lot of people do. I remember having a debate with um, the head of Harmy Norvin. What was his name? You've, I think, interviewed him before as well. The uh, He's gone now. Uh, the, he was Australian. He's yeah. uh, gone two years now. Uh, Blaine Callard. Yeah, Blaine yeah. Callard. Blaine Callard. <laughs> and I was having this big debate with him about, um, I think it was about Amazon, ironically enough. And he was going, he's ripping through me, like for, for a shortcut. And he was saying, that was cut it all wrong. And he his main argument, to his main rebuttal to my the points I was putting across was, look, your problem is you're a stereotypical tech bloke and you don't like shopping, right? And you're out of touch with what an awful lot of people, a lot of people like shopping. Maybe he had a point. Maybe, yeah. a lot, and I have to say, even in a lockdown, uh, in lo- especially in a lockdown scenario where we're not allowed to go to the cinema, the theater, I f- do find myself heading off to Woody's or something just for somewhere to go. <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, my husband would be like you. He would not be into shopping. And I just, I'm like, don't come with me and ruin my fun. This is a fun thing for me. If you hate and you, you glare and you get cross about. So that was established like very early on when we met. Yeah. But look, I think one of the really good things is loads of site, loads of uh, companies I would have liked to shop online for before. They just, Irish companies didn't actually have a transactional site. Like, um, 
like the jewelers, like loads of times I would have said, oh, I must have a look for something maybe for Christmas. And you didn't have something, but that has changed in the last while. And, you know, you're seeing now loads and loads of sites, small, small businesses, they do have now. I think, like Ampust was saying last week, they have um, 50-50 now in their Irish to international deliveries for pack- packages. That's, they wow. say their growth has been phenomenal in Irish uh, packages. So you have to think that that's going to be a good thing for the future. Companies that maybe were on the fence and slow, and now, as Duncan was saying, have the uh, financial incentive. And then people are just in their droves looking for stuff online. So hopefully mm. we balance it a little bit. But, and Duncan, you know, it's, it's, sorry, yeah, go it's on. Sorry, sorry, Adrian. It's interesting that what Samantha says there because you know retailing has become a lot more complicated now than it was a few years ago. You know, a few years ago it was bricks and mortar, and that was that was pretty much it. Then we went online, and, and as Samantha's saying there, you know, we shop with our senses, with all senses. So, and you know, we all have this thing of these these jokes about retail therapy. And my wife's the same. She loves to go out and and shop in stores, and 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 it's all around feeling the product, isn't it? You you know, you walk into a supermarket, you can smell the bread. You know, you, you go into that that tech shop that you you just talked about because you want to have a play with a computer before you buy it. Well, I'll say there's only one, there's actually only one shop and I'm not doing them, I'm singling them out. There's actually only one shop that I do that. And I sometimes even regularly drop in in town. There's a shop called Cons Cameras in town. Mm. And that's literally a form of techno pornography. It's I literally go in just to look at the game. Maybe they'll give me a play with a lens and, you know, and they're, and they have the sales technique down and it's not a hard sell. Mm. And they'll tell me sometimes you don't. It, I mean, they're absolutely, yeah, absolutely superb. But I mean, for, for other things, I mean, uh, like food shop, you mentioned supermarkets and food shopping. Like, why hasn't one of the things that I thought might happen at the beginning of the pandemic, right? This is going to be the pivot point for supermarket grocery online shopping. And it was it was almost like we were only holding back from using Tesco to save the good spots for our elderly or vulnerable neighbors. But since then, I know there's a couple of services that have, have launched since then. I think Delivery were doing something with um Aldi and I think Lidl and Dunn's are doing something with is it buy shop me or buy me shop buy me yeah. yeah yeah but it, am I wrong maybe you might tell me uh, otherwise here it on that element of online shopping grocery shopping to me doesn't seem to have taken off maybe as some thought it might no and I think you know, part of this is about um habit you know we we do our weekly shop we 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 like to pop into the shop on the way home uh, we also want choice, don't we? We, you know, we we do go in and we. I, I don't know about you, Samantha or Adrian, but when, whenever I walk into a shop, I might have a list, but I inevitably buy a few other things that I see when I'm walking around. And I think we're into that. Centre lane, centre lane in Lidl and Aldi. Oh, well, maybe yeah, exactly. Power drill, yeah, yeah battery exactly. reserve. <laughs> <laughs> it's those types of things, though, isn't it? That we that encourage us just to go in and 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 browse around and 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 buy those extra bits that you hadn't really thought about. You know, how many times have you walked around the supermarket and come away with a bottle of wine at the end that you didn't think you were going to get? Um, because we just enjoy that experience, and I don't, I don't think that experience is it's going to lessen um clearly you know we've been forced online through this pandemic you know the numbers i was looking at uh, a few weeks a couple of weeks back was it was it november they were saying 50 percent of 51 percent of shopping was done online for the first time ever mm. island you know but that's inevitable and what will happen is you know hopefully on the first of december when we start opening up again we'll see that moving back you know we'll see a more normalized way of working because actually what we get into here is 
we shop um, we shop online, we shop in shops, we go research things through social media and what we see. So we're using all of those things that are around us. And, and that's been the complexity and the challenge for retailers because they've had to adapt and they've had to change. So does that mean that when the pandemic eases off, that uh, Irish retailers will have adopted more online systems for more online shopping, or we will recede away from online shopping and indulge our enjoyment of physical presence shopping? I think we'll do both, and I think the customer will win out in the end. Well, you can't do both. Well, I, I, I mean, think, it's, it's surely. Okay. I think what will happen is it will it will inevitably we'll we will back we'll go back towards some form of normality. We won't back to you know where we were a year ago yeah um but we will end up with a situation where inevitably uh, online shopping will have grown significantly you know we were already numbers as i was seeing from uh, the earlier part of this year uh, march were you know there was significant growth on the numbers of november last year around black friday you know we've seen big number growth in march and april on those numbers so you know i think we will we will drop back but the consumer will win out because they will have so many different channels that they can shop from and they'll pick and choose. And that's what the future, I think, is going to be about. Mm, yeah. Um, Samantha, just going back to Amazon for a second, it's almost like in polite society, you're reluctant to say that you, you use Amazon or shop on Amazon in case somebody says, you know, looks at you askance. I mean, maybe there's an issue with um, big fulfillment factories that they have, or they've seen a documentary or, or something online. I'm just wondering how much in reality do you think ethical considerations like that in reality affect ordinary people's shopping? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to know. Like, um, you know, I, I, I certainly haven't heard anyone sort of in whispered tones talking about Amazon. I think, you know, anyone I know has been reasonably open about their guilty secrets. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think I think a lot of the time... Maybe it's just Twitter. Because anytime I mention Amazon, I'll always have four or five people come back to me. Well, of course, you know, you shouldn't be shopping on Amazon, you know? Well, that's the whole thing. Like, that is the nature of Twitter. And that is the nature of, like, shop local or else kind of thing. So it shouldn't, nothing should be like that. Nothing should be so extreme as it is on Twitter. So I think like at the end of the day, like, I, you know, this Christmas, I will buy a lot of stuff locally. I will buy some stuff from Amazon probably, and I will buy some stuff from international retailers. But the reality is I'm shopping loads more online across the board and everyone will get a fair share of that. Uh, so look, I think, I think people probably suit buy shop shop on Amazon when it suits them. And that's genuinely what it comes down to for a lot of things. If it suits them to get a craft item for their friend who loves handmade jewelry, they will go to an Irish site. And if it suits them to get something niche on it on Amazon. But upon saying that it isn't all niche stuff either. People are buying loads and loads of stuff on Amazon. So yeah, you know, I think there's gonna be a mix. You know it's it's funny because we're talking we we tend to talk about clothes and I mentioned candles and things like that when which might be a bit patronizing. I, I'm guilty of that sometimes when talking about you know Irish retailers. I actually um I've been reviewing a few things in the last few weeks. Um uh, I have, for example, uh, like Irish-made headphones and earphones. One Sonic, it's a brand, 60 quid for a pair of really good buds. Uh, it's just too far over to reach for me to show you. But uh, but it's it's kind of a, a, a more diverse experience, maybe than than we um, than we than we might um, consider. Just Duncan, just coming back to you, there's one point that you have been raising. It's 
only partially connected to what we're talking about now, but this is this idea of re reopening mm. before Christmas. And I've heard you talk about this and, you, you know, say that the, there, there is a need. I can understand the economic reasons for, for doing this. It's it, completely clear. I'm just wondering in the grand scheme of things, if the likes of Dr. Holan or, or Neffet say that that's not advisable, Shouldn't should should we not adhere to their advice? Well, we've been adhering to their advice all year, haven't we? Let's face it. Uh, I think we mm. are. Getting I mean, now without getting into a, because there's a real huge divide down society on, mm. on this issue. But without it, it seems to me we've been adhering to their advice, and it seems to me that we're doing fairly well relatively mm. compared to other European countries. I know I'll get slaughtered mm. by even friends of mine for saying that because I know there are very passionate, differing views and. People talk about mental health and and, and mm. society, but um, I, I think Adrian, what we're into, uh, you know, didn't the teacher say when they, we entered this this first lockdown? He said something about lives and livelihoods, didn't he? Uh, and sometimes I think the balance is skewed one way with an effort, um, you know, which is often well, that's their job. It's their job, you know. absolutely. You know, it, it is very much around around lives. I think, and and the point that we've been banging on to government now since probably September, when this was became potentially an issue, is that, you know, you shut down retail at this time of the year, and then you reopen it again on the 1st of December. You have got three and a bit weeks, in effect, to sell all of Christmas during that time. Because, you know, there's this misconception out there at the moment that, that everybody's gone online and, you know, everybody's doing their shopping online and all this. Sure, there are a lot of people that have done that, but there are an awful lot of people that haven't even thought about their Christmas shopping yet and won't until the 1st of December, yeah? And, you know, that may have picked something up in the shops in November in previous years. So there is going to be a frenzy of activity in those three and a half weeks to Christmas. And our message has really been, you know, let's smooth this out. Let's open up a little bit earlier and at least enable people to shop a little bit more safely because the whole efforts... Um, you know, proposal and what government were doing was trying to prevent crowds, you know, trying to yeah. a huge surge of people. Well, the reality is you're going to get that in, 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 in December. So surely we, sh we need to, to, to find a way of smoothing this out. And it's kind of, there's no way of getting around the, the core issue here though, is, I mean, for me as a Dubliner, um, Christmas Eve in Dublin. Yeah because I'm on Northside, that means Henry Street, right? Um, for others, it means Grafton Street. Mm. Uh, but, and wherever anyone else is listening, a lot of people will go into town, into into the, the main street. That's kind of what Christmas is as well. That's what it's about. And there's no getting around the fact we can't really do that this year. I mean, no matter what, yeah. what way you cut it. We can't really, but, but don't we owe it to give the public something back at Christmas? You know, just an opportunity to you know, to go shopping, to go and have a coffee. Well, I mean, we, we, we do, all of that. we do and we don't. I mean, we don't, we don't want more people to die. No, and I'm, I'm not saying that for any, for, for one minute that, you know, the last thing we want, but retail, generally speaking, has been safe right the way through this. There's been very few cases linked back. You know, we've, we've got people wearing face coverings in shops. We've got hand sanitizing. We've got personal mm. means. All of that has been done. There's nobody saying to me, you know, absolutely retail's a hotbed of infection. It's not. And really what we're saying is, you know, just extend it a bit. You know, give us that opportunity. Even, even something like appointment shopping next week would be, uh, would be a way of getting people back into shops on a gradual and a managed basis. Those are the 
things we've been looking for because the you know otherwise we are going to get a real frenzy of shopping in in december there is absolutely no doubt about it and the other point adrian just before i move on from this the other point is that we are pushing things online inevitably we are putting massive pressure on those delivery companies on Anne post and and all the other delivery companies around it and, and what's going to happen you will see stories over the next few weeks of lead times on deliveries being significantly extended. It is going to happen simply because of the volumes that they deal with are unprecedented. So Mm. that's another reason for let's open up a little bit earlier and at least give customers that choice and, and smooth the load a bit. Otherwise, it's down to the uh, the SO station on Christmas Eve for uh, chocolates and flowers. For <laughs> well, you forever. can do that if you want. I'll uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm make no comment about that. Um, uh, Samantha, just just finally, um, just you know, you, you look at um, retail quite a lot, and and you've interviewed a lot of senior people um, around Dublin over the last few years. Do you get any sense one way or the other? Um, you know, the next six to twelve months, hopefully vaccine will t- take or one of several vaccines and things will start to ease in, in early 2021. Do you get any sense of how, what, what the, the environment, the business the trading environment will be like sort of this time next year in Dublin? Well, you'd like to think it would, it would, it would bounce back once people feel safe. I actually was in t- town briefly um, during the week there. And what struck me walking, heading from Stephen's Green to Grafton Street was the vacancies, the vacant units. And, you know, there was the old mother care store. There was the old Oasis store. There was the old... It's unbelievable. Just, you know, I, I was, it was just it was sad to see it. And then obviously all the shops boarded up, but hopefully many of them will. They're just boarded up temporarily and they will open again. I wonder what, what, I wonder what will take, because w- w- some of those tenants are gone. I mean, you know, Debenhams and the, like, but oh, I wonder what will come into those spaces. You know, like, I think... I think some of the shops that ha- and groups that have closed had kind of ongoing fundamental issues already. You know, they were, you know, s- some way struggling. And at the end of the day, you've got like very, um, very fast moving, changing shops like Zara, an international example. But, you know, they've changed retail. They've changed how people shop and what they expect. And then there's Irish retailers who are rising to their challenge with unique stuff uh, like Lulary is a jewellery shop around the corner from Monsoon, which is flying. It's expensive. It's upmarket, but it's mm. a type of offering. So I just think you're going to see innovation, uh, you know, from Irish retailers and international retailers. And, you know, one of the other big things that you saw growing a lot over the last few years was food, um, food retailers. And that was one of the things we tried to stop at one point to get more retailers in, but that's something that's grown as well. So look, I think you're going to see new newbies coming in. Um, and then there are always uh, some retailers who've always wanted to get into Dublin and maybe they'll just see cheaper and get their opportunity to get in. And in the long term, you know, mm. main big streets aren't going to be the ones that really suffer. It's probably the, the smaller towns and the smaller side streets that may find it harder to fill those tenants. Yeah, I mean, I, and for the sake of all of us who enjoy walking around Dublin, who like a varied, I, I say Dublin, Cork, Galway, Limerick, wherever you are, um, it, it, it'd be lovely to have a variety. I just wonder whether a, a large chunk of retail, maybe big box retail, for example, is moving, gradually moving out of the city centre um, for good to be replaced maybe by more boutiques or or cafes. But, you know, I mean, I remember um, the last crash writing stories, counting up exactly how many vacant units there were. And there was loads. There were, Grafton Street was, you know, was a, mishmash of, of, of empty units and, and some well-known ones that stayed and it got back to normal it got, there were different shops 
But the, up until recently, Grafton Street was great, you know, and this is obviously a Dublin-centric view, but just mm. an example, there was plenty of stuff there and it changed and there was international and there was Irish and look, it, it, it was moving all the time. I've no doubt in a few years, you know, even hopefully less than a few years, the next couple of years, hopefully we'll see those stories back up again. But look, there are fundamental changes going on. As you say, online is only going one way and people are saying, what's going to happen to the big city centre streets? But I, that's, that's some time off yet. Yeah, I think yeah. just 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 chip in, um, Adrian. I think uh, landlords have a part to play here, big time. You know, I think we've seen. Samantha says we've, we've got so many vacant units at the moment. You know, and there's real opportunity when that happens for you know little pop up shops, retailers that want to try something a bit different to come in. They'll, they'll be the success stories of the future. Somebody that can come in and you know take a shop for six months, give it give it a go, see what happens. And th- those are the things that will emerge. And the one thing that's going to be really important is that we need to rejuvenate our town and city centres. And, you know, ultimately, actually, reality is that that means you know, more people coming in and living in the cities. Um, so all of this space above shops that's emerging, you know, turn that into residential areas and, and create that heart back into our towns and cities. That, that's what's needed in the future. And I think that's sort of where it will drift. OK, well, there's a whole separate podcast to be done, not by me, but on you know, whether or not landlords are, have played this uh, right, whether, you know, trying to keep it at a certain level, maybe being a little greedy in terms of rents has, has you know, caused a lot of uh, players to it. But that's not that's above my pay grade. Um, listen, Duncan, uh, Duncan Graham, uh, Managing Director of Retail Ireland, Samantha, uh, Retail Excellence Thank Ireland. <laughs> and Samantha McCochran, uh, Business Editor of The Sunday Independent. Thank you both very much for joining uh, the podcast this week. And that's all we have time for. So for me, Adrian Weckler, I'll talk to you same time next week. Bye-bye.